This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. Welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is taking the morning off. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Did you recognize my David David Ogden (laughs) Stiers? No. Gentlemen? No. You know who he is, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Good morning. How are we? Doing well. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I am... Excellent. Thank you so much for asking. It was a little overcast this morning, but I did get to do some Davy stuff and look at why the plane was going over twice. Yes, I have. Too much time on your hands. Well, it was just on my way here. I mean, walking out. While you were driving? Oh, no, walking out the door. Yeah. And letting the chickens out. Two jets. We don't normally have that, but it wasn't two jets. It was just one, the same one. All right. You guys tell me about this morning. Did you see the stars, the moon, anything celestial? It was, it was gray and overcast, at least on you know, my journey in this morning. Yeah, but it was warmer. It's 62 degrees. It's it nice. It was warmer. I didn't wear warm. my jacket yeah, this morning. Yeah, it was nice. I wore a jacket and it, just it, in case. But. And the sun popped out yesterday afternoon, and it was wonderful. And it is supposed to be wonderfuler. More this, wonderful? More wonderfuler this weekend. Yeah. Well, it's better than just wonderful. Oh, yeah. More wonderful. Exactly. Uh, it's supposed to warm up a little bit. Before it cools down again next week. <laughs> and then warms up again. And then we have summer. Is uh, that anywhere on the horizon? I, I expect it's, it's it will come. It's coming. Um, did you find any warmth this week? I, yesterday. My sister I know was your sister sent cons- me out of here, but yesterday I concerned. thought it was lovely, and I, I was out in short sleeves and got a lot of things done after work. It was nice. It was lovely? Yes, that's a good word. It was okay. a lovely day Excellent. out. Excellent. Did you go out to the desert to sun no, yourself I didn't on need a it. rock I, or anything? Yes, no, but I did go against the warm building yesterday and soak up some sun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in Palm Springs, and it wasn't particularly hot out there. It was, really? And the wind was blowing. Oh, it was, it was yeah, sandstorm or whatever. Not a sandstorm. It was like sandblast. Yeah, well, was, I would say if it was sand blowing against yeah. your face, I could... I, I think we could call it a sandstorm. It's acceptable. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, yeah. it was crazy. And it was a cold wind. You know what? Your skin looks particularly nice today. I think it kind it of micro-abraded yes. you yes. and cleaned yes. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very nice. You look great, Mark. Yeah. Well, thank you. How was it in the desert other than the wind, oh, the sand, and the beautiful. cold? I mean, it was beautiful, actually. It was fun. We had a good time. But Any interesting horticultural sites while you were out there? Uh, there, there was no. sand. Yeah. No, didn't I, I didn't. No, I don't know. You know why you can never starve in the desert, gentlemen? Yeah, don't do it, Dad. (laughs) Because of all the sandwiches there. Oh, you did it. But um, I had to. I'll be here all week. You let me in. Don't forget to tip your. Yeah. Thank you, sir. (laughs) It was nice out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Shania Twain? Yeah, I saw Shania Twain. She was was very good. Very good good show. Good, 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 good. Um, Are we done with weather? Yes. Well, I, I. 
we had a little moisture yesterday. I mean, just very damp in the morning. I, yes. I know it wasn't rain, but it drizzle. was, it it was, was drizzle. it was drizzled all morning. We're expecting drizzle, not this weekend, but, well, it, I think it was drizzling this morning, but off and on for the week, and then it's supposed to warm up. But it's not, if you are, do not make the mistake that George just did and call it rain or anything like that because it's just a little bit of moisture on the leaves and it's not going to count towards a watering agreed In however because of the, comma. the, the, the yeah, however comma due to the number of trees where it was accumulating on the leaves and falling we had puddles all in the driveway as if it had rained it was a significant amount of puddleish puddleage hmm. puddleage it's a new word you, yes. you may use it thank you um you're gonna have to spell it for me so i can write it down <laughs> so i can remember it later there you go it's raining cats and dog. I stepped in a puddleish. No. Poodleish. Yeah. Okay. Do we have any classes coming up? We do have classes it. down in San Diego today mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. Growing peppers with Richard, and at 9:30 in Poway, growing vegetables in succession with Farmer Roy. Oh, wow. Succession. Succession. What does that mean? That means that you put your string beans in today, and a week or so from now, you put another set of string right. beans, another set of seeds in, and another week or so, you put some more in, so you can harvest, extend your harvest. And the other way you can do it is by changing varieties when they different varieties when they come to fruition. Something that we do it actually with fruit trees. You do that in your yard in some ways. We, we plant in succession. We plant no, different. We, no, we plant, we plant, you plant, you plant trees exactly. that trees or shrubs yeah. that will give you fruit. fruit this one hard, This one is time, available and yeah. this one comes to fruition in July. This one is in the second week of August. And so you can do the same thing with tomatoes, for example. When they, you can plant them all at the same time, but have different maturity dates. So that you're growing them. In succession, that as well. makes fantastic sense, Forrest. That is, you, you are go. absolutely correct. When I first planted my fruit trees, I planted all Insane. early stuff, the super early yeah, stuff, and then there's nothing left after. Exactly. Right. And uh, there's a lot of. Well, we had a customer in the store yesterday that was kind of. Well, comp- they were complaining because they didn't get fruit set on their apples, which I got very good fruit set on my apples. I don't know. I'm guessing it was the late season frost up in Ramona that wiped them out, but. I had pretty good fruit set. I was very worried about that during the all the rains, the, rain. yeah. right. the bees wouldn't be out. Well, I was complaining to you guys on the air that I didn't see. Y- yes, the bees. you were. And uh, I have uh, lots of plums. Things, lots of yeah. well, I complain about everything. That's what I meant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you do. That's all right. What happens when yeah. you get old? You get cold. Yes. And you complain about everything. Yeah, true. Well, I've been cold my whole life. It hasn't been when I got older. Really? Oh, yeah, now we're going back to body fat. Is that are you? Is I, I, that where I, we're well, headed? I'm working on my body fat. I'm, okay. I'm gaining some. Anyway, uh, the next week <laughs> oh, on, on June 10th, and if Ken were here, he'd say, "I can't believe it's June already." But um, next week at 9 a.m. in San Wait Diego. Wait a second. I apologize. Welcome to June, everybody. This is the third of June, is it not? It is. It is. Okay. Now may you I may continue? continue? All right. Next week, June 10th in San Diego at 9 a.m. Growing tomatoes all year with Chuck McClung, local author of. Uh, how to get your orchids re- to rebloom yeah. book, uh, and at nine thirty in San Diego, vegetable seed saving with Adams as your plants are uh, maturing in your garden. In San Diego? No. Did I, Poway. Poway. Did he? I thought I, you said San Diego. If right. I did, I apologize. Let no, me no, say no, that no, again. That? In Poway, vegetable seed sir, saving with Adams at nine thirty. I thought I said Poway. I don't yeah. normally listen, it's and okay. I thought I heard something. I did say today. San Diego for the prior one. Yes, yeah. with Chuck McClung. Maybe exactly. I didn't listen. Um, Okay. What have we been doing this week? We have been... You and I. <laughs> working. working. We together. have been setting up the fair that is about to start next Wednesday. In our De- display at the our fair, display. not the entire fair. Right. No, no, not the entire. We finally got it done. 
We got it done. Um, the night before judging. That's when it's... That's when it's due. There a, was no reason to do a, anything earlier. Some, a deadline-induced... What? What is the... Yes. Well, there's a phrase there. Um, I did, a, I guess, a bad thing. I called my friend Kevin Grangetto about two months ago. I said, would you like to have a display <laughs> at the fair? And he said, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do two. And I talked to Kevin Grangetto two days ago. Yeah. And he's and he not said, your friend anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, he was, he put in a very nice display, two very nice displays, but it's a lot of It's work. a lot of work. Yeah, it is. I'm getting too old for this. And you're even old. Oh, don't look at me like that. You're not that old. No, I know. And I enjoy doing it. And you know what? It. Quite honestly, I, by doing what you did, that keeps you young. Is that what it is? Yeah. I do you, you feel better. My, my yeah, leg and knee yeah. feel better. I don't you start understand sitting in why. the chair all the time. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. But it is, it is a lot of work. I guess it's easier for me, for us, because we have the nursery at our disposal. And most right. people don't have a retail yeah. nursery at their disposal. And it makes it easier. Um, and we have other people to leave behind to keep the business going while we're out working. And if you are a landscaper or something else, you don't some you don't always have the freedom to stop earning your living. Yeah. Right, to go to put go a display put in, in a yeah. display at the fair, but it came together nicely. There's uh, a lot of very nice exhibits there. There's a beautiful water feature there. The train, um, there's a beautiful train set up from, uh, that is spectacular. The Garden Railway Society put in thousands of hours. While, while George and I were there working, we were watching. Yeah, the two of uh, us, and they, they, yeah, they had 10, 10 people 12 people working all on the display, long, working daily. on the detail. And uh, it all came to, together very, very nicely. So that, that venue where we put our display, what is that section called, that it's whole the, area? It's the flower show i believe but it's more garden show this year because they're the theme of the fair which opens on wednesday is get out there and george and i have been getting out there getting out there but we have been arguing with each other i think as bantering's we are. a bantering. Bantering. i was gonna say with bantering that doesn't matter where we should at, never right? have that's true it has nothing to do with anything we always banter because that's, that's what, what we do. do that's what we do and about getting out there that we've always been out there and we shouldn't need to get back out there but we do need to get back out there and as long as it's not on my trails people can get out there all they want but i don't stay want off them my trails. stay off my trails and we put together a campsite it's a mountain meadow campsite is that what you would call it i would get yeah, and came together nicely a lot I of native plants. We've a, had a, a, a number of folks stop by that were in awe of all of the native well, plants, asking where we got them. And They thought we were the Native Plant Society, <laughs> right. and they are around the corner. We are not the Native Plant Society. We are Walter Anderson Nursery. But you know what, what our display is good for? It, when people say yeah, California native plants are, are kind of boring, they're just kind yeah. of gray, or there's nothing to them, right. there's, some, there's be- some beautiful flowers. There's a lot of color in this display. Which are, and they're all California native, so yeah, with the exception was, of the pines. I was pretty excited that we had put together an all native, <laughs> an all native display until John Noble, wasn't it John Noble? Right, came by and pointed out that the pines, which clearly were not natives, one's an Afghan pine and the other's a Canary Island pine, but I wasn't thinking about that when we put them in. They were pines, and we have pines in the mountains, right? Just different ones, 
uh, which you can't normally find in a decent size at the nurseries. But everything else around them is is our natives, and they look good, and they are blooming beautifully. And hopefully, they'll still be blooming. blooming we put in Matilla hot poppies, oh, yeah. and they look great. And hopefully, there'll still be a few flowers on them on when Wednesday when the yeah, when the when fair, fair starts. starts. They're they're yeah. starting to wane. I have been reminded of something very important that we have not mentioned at the top of the hour. June is avocado month. It's California avocado month. Guess who reminded me of that? I have no clue. Kevin Grangetto. Oh, okay. Who will be joining us later in the show to talk about irrigation and probably that it's California avocado month. I'm having a good... So yesterday month. was National Donut Day, and people yes, brought was. donuts in. Are we going to bring avocados in every day? I bet if we played our cards right, we could get avocados at least one day brought into I, the nursery. I like that idea. I'm in um, support of that, by the way. Yeah. Okay. You're an avocado fan? Love avocados. Oh, I know where. I know where. Uh, back when I was on a paleo diet, which, you know, that was fun while it lasted, uh, I made avocado brownies. Sounds weird. Not bad. Oh, should, no, I, I think they would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you could do a lot uh, with avocados. Yeah, you should definitely. Did you have that with your, as your dessert after your avocado toast? That's as your exactly entree? right. <laughs> okay. Like my avocado ice cream and my avocado smoothie. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> What are you looking at? Oh, and I just the I, everything sounded good till the smoothie. I just that didn't that didn't that yeah. didn't work well I've for me. I've never seen a green green smoothie that has appealed to me. Um, you are listening to. I'm not sure what what are they listening to. Banter. Garden yeah. Garden Banter here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to participate, the number here is 888-344-1170. That is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Welcome back to garden talk here on am 1170 kcbq and kprz i am david ross along with mark mahady and george allman if you have a question for us the number here is 888-344-1170 um i'm what, what well, are you i was gonna say? say the song just you know roses roses are red we we have a, a, a pretty nice rose garden and capri has been every couple days cutting roses and bringing right. them in and making bouquets and she's a teacher so she brings them to her teacher friends and staff because we have a lot but earwigs this year have been particularly bad with all the, the rain and even the little drizzle um and the other day she cut a, a a bunch of roses and one one plant one particular variety of rose when she brought it in to set it on the counter she counted 17 earwigs that came out on the counter i hope you saved them for my chickens um we didn't this time but i'd be happy to bring some in for okay. you but anyway 17 earwigs out of a single set of flowers that's wow. a lot of earwigs. that's a lot, a lot. so yeah. that night i went out and put um sluggo, sp- okay. sluggo plus out and then four days later the next time she went out and, and pulled flowers there weren't any in it so i'm very happy with sluggo 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 plus boy that was hard try it again sluggo plus new with spinosad available at walter anderson nursery yeah it, it worked well 
I, I don't know if they're you know coming down throughout the evening to seek other places to, to live and find it or they're attracted to it by the scent, but it worked well. Do you know what nugget I take from that is that the earwigs must go down to the ground every night to well, that's get, what to I get took. Or, or to get deaded or there is it the attractant is strong enough that they prefer that over the rose we'll go with that because I remember when John Ford from Bonite, it, there yeah, he said there's an attractant and I don't recall if he said it was wheat or yeast but there's something in there to bring them to it okay to it okay but it worked, it worked well anyway little data point there on insect control well, there have been well we'll get back to that because there's been a We've had lots of customers bringing in samples of problems that are, I think, primarily related to the weather and all this rain you've been talking about, <laughs> the drizzle rain. But before we get into that, let's see if I can do this. I have a cursor. No, it doesn't look like it's lit for me to let. I don't know if I can. Well, we'll try this. Let's see if Olivia's. Nope. It's not going to work. So Shall we have Brendan? Yeah. Is There we go. Now I can. Good morning, Olivia. Oh, let's oh, try it here. Yes. Hello. Oh, What's your flower you. question? Okay, here it is. Uh, please uh, give me the name of this mystery flower. I, uh, my friend passed away, so I have no way of asking her anymore. But in her garden, it each flower um, grew from a single stalk, about 18 inches high. And then it looked, reminded me of like, Lintels, is that the right word to use those, those filaments that grow in the center of a flower? It, the, the lintels kind of formed uh, on the outward of the flower, the flower itself. It looked like a, they all went upward and around, curved, and went toward the center to where it looked like a gold, uh, I mean a globe. And then it had... Um, like an iridescence to it, to where if you saw it from a distance, you'd say, oh, that's a shiny uh, gold globe. And that was the flower. And that is a, an outstanding description. What but I am not picturing. Uh, what color? What it, was it yellow or gold? Kind of goldish. Yeah, goldish. And then the stalk just had little little leaves, you know, tiny little leaves coming oh. out from on the stock. The way that, the way she described it, yeah, I was thinking like a, a, a Leucospermum, a Protea. Yeah, that's I what I was thinking. Some, but but some not the Protea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that's a, actually out, but they don't come up on a single. Well, I the know. flowers come on a single stem, right? On a shrub, the the pincushion Protea. That is that's that what I was actually, thinking by what she described. And I, small leaves, right? But the single stem that the flower is born off. on yeah. is right. coming from a bush, not coming straight out. Each stem isn't coming out of the ground, correct? No, each stem came out of the ground. That, yeah, that's that why that's what, that's what threw me off of that. But, but that's, that's what a, I was thinking. That was really good. Yeah, once in a while. Twice a day? Twice a day. <laughs> Unless it's a 24-hour <laughs> clock, I've been reminded. That's true. Um, I have no idea. If you have a picture of it, bring it by one of yeah. our two Walter Anderson yeah, locations, and we could take a look. But um where what part of the country was this she passed away she passed away so i i don't have any way of no 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 but getting a picture of it where is did it you local? see the pictures Local? Is it locally here or was it elsewhere yeah 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 locally here mm-hmm yeah well john but, uh, john's waiting on hold probably tore up her garden and you know <laughs> but it, it and and it was uh it would come up every year 
you know, once she planted it, it would it would die down, and you you know there It'd was like nothing left. And then uh, every season, you know, in the spring, it would uh, come. The stalk would come up, and then, but hardly wait to see that gold globe um, form. Unfortunately, we're not coming up with an answer, but. John from the San Diego Botanic Gardens listening and listen, uh, keep oh. listening after I say goodbye to you and hopefully one of our oh. listeners will uh, yeah, know what you're describing. You. Okay? Okay. Okay. Th- thanks for Very the call, good. Olivia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Let's try, John. John, I'm going to put all the pressure on you so that, well, see, I... Can you make... There we go. Thank you. Oh. Well... Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I, I called in to congratulate you on a stunning display. I was a judge yesterday, and of course, as we know, judge uh, judging and justice is supposed to be blind, and and so it was because all of the names are obscured of all of the entries, but that was our favorite entry. And, oh wow! Uh, well, thank you. It, it was spectacular. Thank you very much. Fact, a landscape architect that was part of my team that was going around judging said, uh, I actually took a photograph of the plant palette of the legend because she said, I never saw such a nice group of natives. And so it's, it was a very high compliment to you all. And so now I know whose that was. Yeah. That, that was my favorite, uh, but, but it was really stunning. My second favorite was the San Diego Bromeliad Society. They had a really nice display. It is really so, neat. You are correct. They have a wonderful collection in there. But, but uh, yeah, I look forward to that each year. And, uh, and I'm, con- congratulations on carrying on the tradition because it sadly gets smaller every year, I think, the, I, the garden and flower show. I agree. Hopefully, Kevin Grangetto's listening because now it's gonna we're gonna put the burden on him that he can't shrink it next year. He's gonna have to come back. So, <laughs> so keep keep talking about how we need more participation. Okay. Well, another one of my good garden friends. This is a nice little community of garden people. And on another note, on those flowers, I think, and for some reason, it's early in the morning, and I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> I think that's a drumstick flower that oh, okay. she's describing. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Which, so I think that's what she's describing. And a little plug for a group that maybe would be of help to her, too, because the hive mind is larger, and that's the San Diego Gardener Facebook group uh, that Nan Sturman and I run. We've got now, I think we're up to 18,000 people but it's only San Diego residents. And so, you know, I'm not a big fan of Facebook otherwise, but it is a really fabulous resource. And a lot of people join Facebook only to be in that group because uh, you can post a photograph of something or a description and you'll have a lot of really wonderful garden gurus that will answer your question. And in fact, George pipes in once in a while in there. It, and, it has uh, been a very, very useful uh, website for me, or Facebook page for me as well, and I and I tout it daily to customers when they start talking about problems. I suggest that they join that as well. He he keeps telling me that too, and I just keep saying yeah, yeah, yeah to him. So, <laughs> but that, but well. that's everything, John. It has nothing to do with the Facebook page. That's just life. <laughs> Thank, thanks, John, very much. That is yes. high praise oh, indeed, you. and I appreciate it. All right, bye bye. Take care, John. That. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was worth it. It was a lot of work, but it was worth it. I enjoyed every moment of it.
truly. That's good. Every moment. Of Every moment. I like physical labor. I, I, I think I was even made for hanging that. around with David. Well, that part maybe not, but well, uh, that's a that's, that's, that's Display, display is, is large enough, enough that we could be away yeah, from we each were other. Not working yes, near each other most of the time, but I, I I do enjoy it, and I do enjoy complaining about it. So let's just stick with the complaining part, and not the enjoyment part. Uh, the the color palette's interesting because we really didn't we made that up as we went. Well, that's how we do it. I know, and it worked well. And that that was kind of a problem because we didn't finish it until. Yeah the day uh, that we had to be out of the, but of the most people do their designs they do their installations from a design right and we do our installation and then the designer has to come out and put it on paper which is a lot of work marion yeah, kinsella does a, great does, does a great job she the, the the plan was beautiful um and i did order some more I forgot to pick them up yesterday, but I'll pick them up today. And I'm going to post that on our on the uh, nursery Facebook page later today, so people but, can see the, what the design looks like. Brian brought in beautiful set of plants, and we did apparently a decent job putting them together. And it it is kind of fun to you don't know how it's all going to fit together until, until you're doing done, it. Yeah. And you know the the little green leaves in the foreground, whatever those plants were, the the foliage, the uh, that looked like a little low wash. Oh, yeah, like a swamp area, yeah. Yeah, and yep. that didn't happen until right. it we was were done. the last thing. It was there. <laughs> uh, it worked out very well. Those um, are plantains, right, now that I think about that's it? That's it. Yeah. It's the high-something yep. plantain, yes. Um, we were – oh, so drumsticks is Crassipedia. Crassipedia, So that was yeah. for – Olivia. 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 Yeah, I'm looking at flowers of it. I mean, pictures of the flowers, and it does appear to what she was describing. There are different colors in addition to the yellows, but. Well, then that's what we are going to hope it is. So take a look at Crassipedia or Drumsticks, uh, and let's hope that that's what it is. And if it is not, call back and let Brendan know, and we'll solicit more answers. Correct. <laughs> Because we don't know what we're talking about, and hopefully somebody who's listening does. The right? hive, like like John said, the hive. Is that what he said? I missed that. Yeah, that's Facebook, why he suggested yeah. that Facebook page because there's a the collective hive. There's a lot of it, a lot of brain trust out there. Well, I heard the brain trust, eighteen thousand yeah. local uh, yeah. participants. I just didn't hear the beehive. You didn't thing. hear the rest. Yeah, well, that's all right. That's not. It. They have medication for that, don't they? <laughs> Help me keep me on task. Um, the the weather. We were talking about it. We won't talk about it right now, but I will want to. And we have Kevin and uh, I think Roy are going to give us a call. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. Joanne, hold on. Kevin, hold on. We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. 
Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. We have three people waiting on the phone, so let's go up to Placerville and talk to Joanne about her petunia question. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning. Um, I've called before. I moved from San Diego. Um, I want to uh, ask about uh, petunias. I bought three really overflowing baskets uh, yesterday from Green Acres, which was uh, recommended to me by you um, in Folsom, California. Anyway, I want to keep them blooming, you know, lushly. So I, someone had said pinch off the ones that are um, finished and that they will keep blooming. Is that true? <laughs> you have to deadhead petunias? You're nodding yes, which means you must have read something. Well, yeah, it, it says actually in the University of California Integrated Pest Management for the Best Care of Petunias, it says to, after bloom period, remove old flowers to promote new plant growth and blooms. So, Okay, and okay. keep them well-fed and keep them well-watered. Well-watered with good drainage. Warm yeah. up there, yep. so in the baskets, they're they big. like the heat, but yeah. Keep them well-fed and well-watered. A slow-release fertilizer like the Grow Power planting tablets would be great, or something else on a uh, that releases every time you water. Otherwise, mix up some water-soluble fertilizer and give it to them at least twice a month. Okay. Water-soluble or uh, Grow Power, was it? Plant? Grow Power planting tablets is the easiest thing to use. I just don't know if Green okay. Acres has them, but if they do, it's a little jar of slow. Every time you water, it breaks down a little bit and gives your plants a little bit of food. Says it lasts up to a year. I like to use it on my containers at least twice a year. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Joanne. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Now let's head up uh, to. Kevin Grangetto. Is that, oh, I'm, that's just going to be on me. All right, yeah. Kevin, give us the, the scoop. Last week, your ears must have been burning because we had somebody calling about using Netafim on a bank. And yeah. I only deal with Netafim problems. Well, hang so on a I second. Before we even go into that, good morning, Kevin. But what, what is <laughs> Netafim? You're just saying some... We well, he's going to tell us. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll you tell us. Good morning, Kevin. I normally get up at five, but today I got up at six because I wanted to hear you guys. And this is the most entertaining show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm of. sorry that you think that. But, but thank you. No, no, thank you very really, much. You guys are hitting, especially when you mentioned Grangettos. Um, <laughs> but you guys, honestly, thank you for having us on. Netafim Irrigation, we've been in, um, one of their distributors since like the late 70s. And Netafim is based in Israel. And as you know, most of the drip irrigation that we get comes from Israel. Uh, they were the pioneers in it. So we have been having much experience with that product line over the years. And the most popular thing that we carry today is uh, the NetFM Tech line, which is a pressure-compensating uh, dripper line that has emitters every either 6 or 12 or 18 inches. And uh, it's really a great tool to use, whether it's a, a garden box. I know Nance Thurman recommends a lot of it for her uh, garden beds. John's very familiar with it at the Botanic Gardens and. You know, it's really revolutionized the industry because it can be used in so many applications. This customer was talking about using it on a bank for ground cover so he wouldn't have to spray the entire ground cover. Does it work well in that situation? Definitely, yeah. Again, they had, I, I, text, I sent you guys over a, a catalog. Um, the, it's really an excellent reference source because you can actually show, see how the product is utilized and designed for. 
Um, banks are especially useful because depending on your on your soil texture, um, they have different flow rates. Um, if you have a heavier soil texture, like some clay, um, you want to use the 0.4 gallon per hour emission units that are in the tubing. If you have more of a, a decomposed granite or a little sandier soil, they have 0.6 gallon an hour or 0.9 gallon hour emitters. And again, the spacing is either 12 inch, um, 18 inch, 24 inch. But if you go to that website, and I text you, um, it has a great resource there. It actually has design suggestions. And we've actually even used it not just for banks, but also for um, subsurface irrigation for uh, turf grass. And so uh, there's a myriad of applications for it. And so once it's installed properly, it uh-huh. stays unless somebody takes a tool to it or something. Do we have problems with it coming apart under under a ground cover bank, or is that usually yeah, it, physical intervention with a hoe or a shovel or something? It's it, it usually the physical intervention that you've described, David. And so if there is somebody that does strike it with a, a shovel or a, some kind of a equipment, um, it's easy to splice together. They come with couplings. They buy, couplings are sold separately, but there's couplings, there's elbows, there's tees. It's simply just like your regular polyethylene tubing that you use in your landscape, and you can just cut it and splice it together. Um, the key thing with any of the drip irrigation products, though, obviously, is that you have a filter at the beginning of the line to prevent any, any uh, plugage of the drippers themselves and a pressure regulator because they shouldn't really be under any more than 20 to 15 to 20 PSI. Uh, but the nice thing about these drippers are they're, they're pressure compensating, so they'll, they'll take varying degrees of topography and, and balance that all out. And they're also um, very easy to, to – you can't really clean them, but you shouldn't have to clean them if you put the filter on prior to the line starting. So, uh, Kevin, how does that compare then? You, you mentioned the poly. So what makes yeah. the Netafim so much better? Because I, as as you said, I know Nan recommends it a lot, and you see it in the uh, the San Diego, the aforementioned San Diego Gardener page uh, on Facebook. What makes it so much right. better than just grabbing some poly from, from us or Home Depot or something? Well, the key thing is, George, that it's actually um, the emission devices are already inside the tubing, so they're already placed in there by the manufacturer. So it's much better than when you just kind of buy the poly tubing, the straight tubing, and decide, okay, I'm going to put a a one-gallon emitter here, I'll put one over here. But there is the the half-inch poly that you can get that's pre pre um, drilled with the emitters, and you can get like half-gallon at at 18 inches or something, or 12 or 18 inches. Right. Some of those are, aren't bad, but they're not pressure compensating. Got it. And they don't really just flush themselves. And the, the tech line from Netafin has that feature. Um, and that's why we've always stayed with that over the years. Um, there's other manufacturers that have come along and actually tried to copy those designs. Um, and Hunter has a very good line as well. Hunter uh, here in San Marcos makes a, an integrated pressure line uh, drippers as well. But uh, I think Netafin was kind of the pioneer of the industry, so that's why we've kept carrying it over all these years started in agriculture and then made its way into the turf and ornamental market awesome thank you very much kevin um the gentleman called last week and i knew it was netafim is used a lot we don't have it at walter anderson nursery and i appreciate you kevin grangetto from grangetto's giving us a call and letting hopefully he's listening and if he calls if he's not listening calls back now we'll have the answers for him you got it, buddy. Thanks so much for today. Have a wonderful gardening weekend. All righty, sir. And we'll talk about the fair again later, okay? <laughs> Thank you, man. All righty. Take much. care. Um, thanks, Kevin. And now, Farmer Roy from Poway Gardens. Uh, good morning, Roy. How are you, sir? 
Great. How are you guys doing? I think we're doing all right. We're doing well. Excellent. Hey, Kevin, I hope you're still on the line there. We'll see you soon. Anyway, uh, so I'm calling just to remind myself that I'm coming to your place today to talk about (laughs) um, growing vegetables and fruits uh, in uh, succession fashion. And uh, we live in a beautiful area here in San Diego where we can grow things 12 months out of the year, and you don't have to plant all your tomatoes today and all your cauliflower in September. You could space it out and uh, prolong your food supply. Would you ask George, ask him which 12 months of the year we can do it and which ones we can't? (laughs) You want me to ask that? Yeah. (laughs) Any sequence in particular or just all of them? We're open seven days a week, nine to five. What about Sunday? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Is that what you do at Poway Gardens, Roy? Do you do successive planting with your vegetable crop? We know you put together a pretty incredible yeah, well, crop. Yeah, we, we plant. We plant every week. We plant beautiful lettuce that we get from a local provider named Walter Anderson, and uh, everything else we seed in our greenhouse. But yeah, we, uh, for example, our tomatoes. We well, this this was the most horrible winter i've ever experienced here i've been doing this for 13 years we got frosted out three times but uh we normally start our uh plant our tomatoes in the garden in february and hopefully it doesn't freeze and uh and then we'll plant again in april and may and a few times in june and a few times in july and that'll extend our crop for you know our supply of tomatoes harvesting uh from june to thanksgiving at least so you know we get there's nothing like our dynamic spring season where we we definitely want to fill our gardens with all our spring favorites but uh you can do you can plant further down the line and have those tomatoes later on the year have cucumbers in november have squash in october uh doesn't all have to be in the spring but uh, you definitely want to load up things in the spring and then as far as our Brock, our, our brassica season, in, uh, which we start in mid-August, uh, we plant every week, every week through March, broccoli and cauliflower and uh, lettuce. Every, you know, every week we plant, and, uh, and uh, that, gives the, that, that puts a lot of stress on the kitchen because uh, actually today I harvested our last cauliflower of the year. Well, the season, I should say, and then we'll start back up and uh, we'll plant again in late August and then start having broccoli in October and cauliflower in November. And it just goes every week we'll have broccoli and cauliflower for our residents here. What what might you be talking about for now, successive planting? Well, again, you know, we can it's, it's June. I just planted like 80 tomato plants yesterday. And uh, we'll we'll keep going uh, with our tomatoes, all, all your spring stuff. We still, you know, your 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 spring favorites, most of your cucurbits, and then your solanaceous crops. You can, you know, you plant uh, March through September, or March through July, I should say. And uh, so those are the things that uh, you know we do, we grow a lot of cucumbers, a lot of bell peppers, a lot of uh, zucchini. Uh, eggplant and tomatoes; those are our spring favorites. And 
uh, we're experiencing, uh, we're about a month behind on everything. I mean, I got, I got a zucchini coming out of my ears right now. And, uh, but the cukes we started last week harvesting, we have bell peppers that we're harvesting now. And, uh, it, it just goes. It just goes. So, and so the big... we'll talk about, but we'll talk basically what we do in our gardens here, and maybe that's apropos for the home gardener, and I'm sure it is. Yeah, Roy. The, the thing I was going to say is a, a lot of folks come in the last couple of weeks and have been saying that it's they're so late in getting their garden in. But what I just heard from you is that we can keep going through July with all those normal spring favorites. Exactly. That's and, a big takeaway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, being late, being late in the garden in San Diego is, well, it's not the greatest, but you're never behind. There's always something you can plant to eat, and uh, and uh, we're we're very fortunate here. Indeed. Well, thanks very much, Farmer Roy from Poway Gardens, who will be speaking at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway, California at 9.30 a.m. this morning. Is that to, correct? Today, yes. Today. As a reminder, Roy, we'll see you in a bit, so you don't forget. Very good. Can, I, can I say one morning? I, I want to plug something that we're doing here next week. Um, yes, we have three yeah. thumbs up here. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, every year in, uh, for the past four years in June, we have uh, what we call our longest day, um function and this year we're calling it the spring fling and uh the longest day of course is june 21st uh where you have the most sunshine hopefully not cloudy but the most daylight of the year and we're trying to open everybody's eyes and uh, create some awareness and uh, raise some funds for the san diego alzheimer's association uh, the community I work in, uh, we have a lot of beautiful residents here, all of, afflicted with Alzheimer's. And uh, it also, next week, and this is on uh, June 10th, from 10 to 1 p.m., and um, it also coincides with another very, um, uh, very popular and important week in, for all my garden geek friends. Uh, that's National Garden Week. So that's the last day of National Garden Week. We'll have tons of booths. Well, not tons. We'll have a dozen booths open uh, where children can come and seed uh, crops. I'll have uh, vegetable plants to for everybody. We'll have a farmer's market set up with uh, product from our gardens in uh, Abraxas High School and um, food and drink. And uh, just trying to to celebrate the uh, ability to to help with uh, Alzheimer's and uh, National Garden Week. Super, excellent. Yeah. Thanks very much, Farmer Roy. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you this morning, and we were looking forward to seeing you at your function. Um, thanks for giving us a call. We've got to take a break. Uh, we will be back with more garden talk right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with our last segment of Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. Um, Kevin, we're going to go to Kevin and... Find out about his pepper question. Thank you so much for waiting that whole time, Kevin. Good morning. Thank you. Yes, I'm trying to find uh, Santa Fe Grande peppers. We had some at the nursery in Poway this week. I remember walking past and seeing them on the rack. But if you give either of our stores, uh, either of our two stores, a call this morning after we open, we can verify they're still there. But I know the nursery in Poway had some six packs of Santa Fe Grande That's peppers this week. I'm looking, I'm looking week. for 76 plants to plant for my pastor, so. Um, we you open should be it, able to get it if you, we don't yes. right, We should right. be able to order it for you. you want, okay, cool. which, store, which store is more convenient for you, Poway. San Diego or Poway? Okay, give Poway. us a call. Give me a call at 9 o'clock this morning after we open, um, and I will confirm that we have them there, Okay. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. I have another thank question. Oh, if go you ahead. Do it. Absolutely, go ahead. Last year, I had a lot of trouble with my tomatoes. They bloom. They were beautiful plants, but they never said anything. Mm. Those are bad tomatoes. I would have a stern chat with them. We did. Yeah. Okay. I'd rip them out and start over this year. Yes. <laughs> um, things that can cause problems with fruit set are temperature weather but last year was a much nicer it was year. nicer but there is what we you know I've, I've heard it referred to as the goldilocks zone for tomatoes it can't be too hot can't be too cold for the pollination to take place and if it's ah. it, outside those extremes it, they just won't pollinate well i live on the east side of vista they should yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, don't have an answer for you okay. other than stay away from high nitrogen fertilizers after you've gotten them in the ground if you are having a problem with fruit set play pollinator yeah uh, and right. go out and Rub shake them. the plants right. okay. during the middle of the day when it is warm and dry that's when pollen will drop and shake the plants i've heard people using electric toothbrushes against the stems to vibrate them touch them get a paintbrush and go play play flower, pollinator flower, right yeah. play pollinator for them cool thank you you're welcome and try smaller varieties <laughs> the, the, I had a the, mixture of varieties, from, and, and none of them worked. Some were decent, but they, you know, nothing but to write home about. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually, the smaller varieties are are more prolific and set more easily, and the uh, larger varieties usually want more heat and take, uh, and you get fewer, fewer tomatoes. Okay. All right. That's our best non-answer for you. How was it? <laughs> That sounds good. I, nobody else has been able to answer it real, you know, definitively either. So, but we sounded sounded solid when we were <laughs> not answering it. Correct. Close enough. All righty, sir. Thanks for Thank the call, you. and I'll talk to you later this morning. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye. It's always something. It, it is, and and I was I, I failed to mention he should, should come to the class today because Farmer Roy. That's right. If you get the opportunity. You never nine, miss your opportunity yeah. to plug, George. And What's 9.30 today, Farmer Roy, while he's going to be talking about, you know. At Walter Anderson at, Nursery in, in Poway. Poway. But he will, you know, he's a great guy for tomatoes. That He does that, did that professionally. Yeah. So. This year, 
that hasn't been a problem. Well, fruits that has been a problem because it's been cool and we haven't had that that Goldilocks zone you were to which you were referring earlier. Um, but I have seen on the interior of my tomato plants, the tops look great. There's a ton of growth coming. They're, they're blooming. They're starting to set small fruit, but they're just growing very slowly. But the interior plant uh, of my tomatoes all have that black spot and oh, really? the leaves oh, are, yeah. are disappearing to the inside. I haven't noticed that yet. They were looking pretty good, but I expect it. You know, you and I chatted about that, about disease and the weather and, and it's, it's been rough this year. It's been cool and it's been drizzly. Yep. And those are not good conditions for summer vegetables. And moisture on the leaves, on the squash and on the cucumbers, because we had somebody bring in cucumbers this week. Roses. And the plants and roses, right. it all is, they're all suffering. It's very sad. It's been a little, it's an abnormal spring. The uh, Or summer. And the beans that I, I planted in that raised planter on the bean pole, uh, we took it to the to the fair. It's in the children's garden at the fair, and it looks pretty nice. But it was not; they were not greening up. There was a lot of fertilizer in the soil. I gave extra fertilizer to it, and it has finally started to to green and grow. But it just hasn't been warm. It was warm enough to get them to germinate. They came right, right up, right? But it wasn't warm enough to keep them uh, to to really help the bio. Oh, the yeah. What the kind mi- of activity? microbial activity in the soil. Which but. releases the nutrients to the plants. And so things just haven't been progressing. But we are expecting some warmth this week. And so maybe things Thank will goodness. be a little different. Do we have any uh, classes coming up this week, George? Nine o'clock in San Diego today. Growing peppers with Richard. And at 930 in Poway, as you heard a few moments ago, Farmer Roy will be t- talking about growing vegetables. And he said fruit as well in succession. Uh, we were talking about growing fruit. He said He that said as fruit well. as well. Yes. Okay. You don't listen to this show, do you? No, I, 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 I should, shouldn't I? Since you're here, I mean, you're not doing anything else. You might as well. Might as well listen. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I see Brian Bowersock in the bullpen waiting, just waiting. Auto Talk is coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.